1: Personal notice, danger's my stock and trade. If the job's too tough for you to handle, you got a job for me, George Valentine. Write full details.
2: Greetings as always, mystery lover... Welcome to another Let George Do It adventure. I'm sure all of us at one time or another have wanted to sneak backstage and see for ourselves just what goes on behind the scenes of show business. Some of you may have been successful. But for those of you who are not, I'm going to give you the insight on how a star should never act. The rest of you can listen if you want to.
3: Dear Mr. Valentine, there are certain people in the world who aren't like other people. They live in a place built of quicksilver, and we don't always understand the secrets of their hearts and minds. They're in a world of their own, but our world benefits because they are there. That's the kind of a person I work for. I've been her secretary for the past six years. She can't even remember my last name. She's a combination of church music and just plain cat. Mr. Valentine, I'm writing because she needs your help. She's being threatened or blackmailed or something. Though I'm sure she could be murdered before she'd bother to write a letter herself. She's not well, she works too hard, and if she slaps your face, don't quit, don't slap back. Because underneath, she's nothing but a very small child. And for some reason, very, very frightened. Also, as I'm sure you'll agree, Miss Flora Stewart is the greatest actress in the world.
4: Valentine? Valentine. I never heard of you. What have you done lately? Oh,
3: Miss George's secretary said we should come here to her never home. Never mind,
4: but... never mind. Here, Sonny, grab that light plug. Light plug?
2: You'll be downstairs in a minute, Osborne.
4: Don't sir. you know what a light plug is? Oh, here, I'll do it. Ask the doctor for a pill. It'll brighten you up. Real
1: sharp dialogue. Why didn't you say plug in the phonograph?
4: Wouldn't you like a chair, young lady? Shut oh, up,
1: no,
5: okay. shut
4: up. Listen.
5: The you wanted to hear it, Doc. On the All right, listen. It is twice blessed.
4: Phonography? It blesses him that
5: gives and gives I, heard, the George? I guess so. His mightiest in the
4: mightiest. Porteous speech. It
5: becomes what the throne monarch oh, better I'm than his cross. i
3: Ten years ago.
4: His... I said shut up. This makes me cry. You understand? Yeah, so what do you do? I'm crying, so yattata, yata yattata. If you got no appreciation, shut up. Okay, the
5: quality okay, of mercy is not rain. It drops us as the gentle rain from heaven upon the place we need. It is twice blessed. It blesses him that is.
3: Excuse lives me, but sh- shh. Sh- sh- his
5: mightiest in the mightiest.
3: Well,
4: somebody's got to answer that thing. Better than Hello.
5: Maybe
1: a call for my honor. For the love of horses, will you all please? It's from shut Miss up. Stewart,
4: from New York. Long distance. She back. don't know anybody in New Where York. Hang the up. They got no appreciation anyway.
5: Here. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. How dare you. Well, Flora, baby. Jake, you shut up. Give me that telephone.
1: Yeah, here you are, Miss Stewart.
5: Yes. Hello. Operator, I'm so sorry. Will you please tell your party in New York that Miss Flora Stewart caught cold in a Turkish bath? There's a dear girl. Just say that she's thrown in the towel until Christmas. Well, this looks like the birth of a nation.
1: Uh, Miss Stewart, my name is.
5: Never mind. Doctor, what are you doing here? Get out.
1: Well, now, Flora, for heaven's sake, we haven't seen each other since your big tour.
5: And absence makes you so much fonder. Now go quack at somebody else. <laughs> I'm busy.
1: <laughs> but you're not well either, I noticed last night when we met on the street. I'm sorry, my dear, but you're way past a checkup. Now, uh, now, no,
2: don't push me. I'm can...
5: fine. I'm perfect. There's nothing wrong at yeah, all but with you. You're me. worried,
2: upset. You look awful. Excuse Maybe me. Maybe but... you
5: can talk to your wife like that, but not to me. Go on, darling. Go on, go on! You know that mortician's understudy has the nerve to think I should give up the stage. Me. It's like asking Grant to give up his tomb. Jake? Jake! Where is he? Where'd he go?
1: If you mean that guy who cries and whose face you slapped, I uh, I don't think he liked it.
3: He walked into the other room. What is it, a bar? Ha, ha, ha! You, dear. Hmm.
1: Oh, excuse me. Oh, this I'm is...
3: Claire Brooks. Mr. Valentine and I work together. Oh.
5: <laughs> <laughs> well, what are you looking so serious for? Eat, drink, and be merry. I thought I might go to work on him myself, that's all. Darling, don't worry. <laughs>
2: You are listening to Let George Do It. Our adventure will continue in just a moment. Now back to Let George Do It and George Valentine.
1: Now slow down, will you? I'm trying to get it straight. You've been threatened. Blackmailed, your secretary said.
5: Yes, a very husky voice, quite a cloak and dagger. He's phoned every night for three nights running. You'll see for yourself maybe later on. Any
1: connection between those calls and the one you just had from New York? The one you wouldn't answer? What?
5: Oh, no. No, that's different. I started my tour six months ago in New York. That was just somebody I met there. This other voice is from town, I'm sure, and only a man could open the window like that, don't you think? Do what? Well, to break the records. The Records? Please, Miss Stewart, start at the beginning. Well, some of the records I've made of my performances on stage are master records. They're not commercial, just original, the only ones. And three nights ago, someone broke in the window to my study, ransacked things, and took one out and broke it all over the rug. Go on. Well, oh, uh, Blue Swan was the first one. That's a play five years ago. It only lasted a couple of weeks. Then it was Alice Adams. I just tried that for the first time on tour... And then last night it was my recording of... Wait a minute.
3: You mean every night a different record is broken and nothing else is touched?
5: No. And then I get a phone call and the voice says, unless you leave $10,000 tonight in the study, I'll break every record you have. And I'll tell everybody what I know about...
1: Well, tell what he knows about what?
5: Well, you don't think I'm going to tell you... Really, darling, I don't know you that well yet.
1: Oh, for the love of. <laughs> Lady, can't you stop acting for once?
5: But you're here to catch him. You're not here to write my biography. Well,
1: do so for my money. You can either tell. Stop or we... it.
5: Don't yell at me. You're here now. You'll help. I'm not the detective. I'm just so frightened I can't think straight. You can look around. You'll find some clues. Lady,
1: you're going to stick around and give them to
5: me. Oh, I've got such a headache. I can't even see you. It's my house. I'll do what I like. I want to lie down and forget you all of it. Leave me alone.
3: When is a case not a case? When you don't know what it is.
1: Yeah. Well, let's take a look at the study where those records are kept.
3: You ever see so many crazy people?
1: Well, maybe that's how we clear the air, We'd Be a little crazy ourselves. Door's locked. Locked? Yeah. Well, listen.
3: There must be another door around through the sunroom. Oh. oh, hello, Mr. Valentine. I didn't realize I left the catch on.
1: Are you the secretary who wrote us, Betty Robinson?
3: Yes, that's me. I'm just doing some work in here. Do you, uh, smoke cigars while you work? What? Oh, oh. I guess Miss Stewart wanted you to see the records that were broken.
1: Yeah, yeah, sure. Stuff this prowler breaks up. She
3: saved all the pieces, put them in an envelope. I thought you might get fingerprints or something. Well, I doubt it. Those records look more pulverized than stepped on. Is this the cabinet they were taken out of? Oh, yes, yes, right there. Mm-hmm.
1: See, how often do you water those Indians out there?
3: What? Oh, out the window. Uh, there's a gardener every day. The beds are pretty.
1: Yeah, wet right now, all right. Only no marks on the rug.
3: I don't understand.
1: Well, this is a window, isn't it? mysterious man who comes in from the outside, easy enough to force, all right.
3: Yes, it's been found open, or it was this morning. Only,
1: he makes no tracks on the rug, and out there he'd have to stand in the wet flower bed.
3: And the window could be left open from the inside, so that it would only look like somebody... Oh, would... oh, no. If you think there's anyone inside this house... Is... I don't
1: think anything yet, Miss Robinson, except that maybe you could use some Kleenex.
3: What? Here, honey, not your lipstick, your mascara. You've been crying, haven't you? No. You're here just to do something for Miss Stewart.
1: Okay. And you are here to say nothing.
3: I've been her secretary for six years. She's the most wonderful person in the world. Why drag
1: that in? Because you've been packing a suitcase?
3: Yes. Yes, I'm leaving for a little vacation. It has absolutely nothing to do with why you're here. You can take care of her now. <laughs>
5: headache. I told you I want to be left alone. Miss Brooks, make I have a him. job,
1: so I'm doing it, Miss Stewart. I'm asking who smokes cigars. What? Nice, fancy cigars from the smell of them.
5: It's Jake, isn't it? That agent of yours? Oh, it's my husband. Jake's never smoked in his life.
1: Oh, your husband, huh? I'd like to meet him.
5: Oh, he's around someplace. A big shaggy poodle who adores me.
1: Uh-huh. Uh, How does he get along with your secretary?
5: Her? Ha <laughs> Darling, have you seen her? Nothing but a little fox terrier Trails me around with such a worshipping look Why? I'm so tired I don't think very straight. I'm not
1: going to bother you with why anything, Miss Stewart Oh,
5: but I'm scared Someone threatened me I hired Stewart, you to come Miss we're th- only trying to understand your household This is so simple it's blackmail. Sure, it's... sure.
1: Somebody from the outside. The
5: people in this house have nothing to do with anything. They love me. But it they must wouldn't... be a little
1: hard living with a person who's been as famous as you have. Already a legend. What? Being married to you, working for you.
5: Already a legend. Huh. Of course, I'm peculiar. I'm selfish. There's nothing in the world as important as my work. And I've been working so hard. I've done nothing, nothing but work every minute for the last six months was my own tour i even organized and backed it myself what's the matter
1: that stuff in your lap what were you doing when we came in
5: cleaning a gun here you see what
1: What in the name of sister give me that thing oh no you
5: don't darling maybe it's got a bullet in it how do you know now look lady mr valentine i'm frightened i want to have a gun
1: not the way you handle it sister now come on
5: (laughs) Also, I'm too much for you, am I? My blackmail is too much for you, so you're afraid of my case. Well, baby, you can just I said, get give out. me that gun. No! No!
1: Okay, okay, lady, okay. Now, nobody's hurt. You still have your little toy.
5: Of course I have, darling. I still have everything. Call me a legend, will you? Baby, you better be careful. The next time this little toy will... Fit right in your eye.
2: You're listening to Let George Do It. Our adventure will continue in just a moment.
1: George Valentine, the greatest actress in the world, Laura Stewart, but she's scared to death of a mysterious stranger, a blackmailer, who has been breaking the master records of her famous performances and threatens to continue until she pays him $10,000. But well, if your name is George Valentine, you're convinced that there's a lot going on in Miss
2: Stewart's strange household besides just blackmail, particularly when she pulls a gun on you.
4: <laughs> Look at the great detective.
1: Okay, okay, lady. So you win round one.
5: Round one? Throw in the ammonia, folks. Oh, go on. Get out of here. You're not big enough to help me. All you can do is try to pad your part with guesses about things that don't matter. Well, darling, ta-ta. I'll
1: turn it off, Deucer. Maybe I don't slap back, but I got bad news for you. I'm staying.
5: Oh, thank you, Mr. Valentine. And it's not true what you think. People do love me. Like I've loved them. Oh, sure,
1: sure, lady. I love you, too. Don't you listen to the critics. I think you're still the greatest actress in the world. You act all the time.
6: Yes, yes, full of cobwebs, isn't it? Whole house full of cobwebs. Look,
1: Mr. Stewart, I wanted to meet Mr. you Mr. because...
6: Stewart. <laughs> Oh, listen to me, laughing is over a joke by this time. I'm Kenneth, yes, but Kenneth McLaughlin. Here, have a drink. No, thanks. Do You expect her to take my name? Well. Ever hear of Aphrodite's husband, Sarah Bernhardt's? (laughs) Go on, drink this stuff. It's important. How much of it do you drink every day? Enough to remember the name McLaughlin. Don't think anything of that. Been married 18 years, and I adore her. Everybody does. Can't help themselves. Sure, sure.
1: Keep telling it to yourself.
6: (laughs) What do I say now? I beg your pardon? No, you tell
1: me what you do for a living.
6: Uh... Oh, foolish boy.
1: Okay, so she's the moneymaker. She give you an allowance? No.
6: No, I can't be insulted.
1: Oh, stop smiling. I'll be goaded into saying anything. You
6: ask about my wife, Mr. Valentine. What's there to say? She's been on tour for six months. I'm... Crazy idea of doing every part she's ever done, and for good measure, the one she's left out. The galloping ingenue. I've barely seen her. Why are you here today? I don't know that. Why won't she see me today? Why anything? Who cares?
2: Have a drink. That's right, Buster.
1: Tell me how it is to be tied to the great lady, how she never thinks of you the way Betty does. What? You know Betty, nice little secretary, who says she loves the great actress, too, only she's leaving.
6: She's... Excuse me, Mr. Don't tell me you
1: didn't know she was going. Not after that little scene you must have had in the study when you ducked out just before we came in.
6: Oh, get out of my way! She's gone,
1: I tell you. You hate your wife, don't you?
6: Shut up, you fool!
1: She lives for herself and her career and nobody else. And all the time, right under her nose, you and her secretary. Valentine, I'm warning you. Valentine,
3: Mr. Valentine, come
1: here. Oh, now what? All right, what is it, Betty?
3: Another phonograph I Huh? I was just on my way out. I was walking through here. Yeah,
1: well, you're not leaving now. Here, let me see.
3: It was all in pieces, on the rug, the same place as the others. That person's been here again.
1: And the window drape shoved aside again, only this time the window's closed. What? Yeah, you heard me, so you're not leaving. Nobody's leaving.
3: Mr. Valentine... I shoved
1: I... matches in the frame the last time I was in here. The window can't be opened. But somebody tried awful hard. Here, you see? Handprints all over the top of the glass. Inside? Yeah, sure, of course. I thought so before, now I know it. So we're going to find out whose prints those are. Which one of the people inside this house has been trying to frighten Flora Stewart out of $10,000? Hmm.
4: You ever swindle blood out of a Turner Valentine? I'm business manager to a bunch of back taxes, that's all. And that Betty, if she had half her brain, would have quit long ago. She hasn't been paid in four months. Clear it up, will you, Jake? Okay. This star client of mine is flat broke. Laura Stewart? Oh, now, wait a minute. She used to make a fortune. And
1: that tour... Financing
4: herself in all the parts she wanted to do. Playing the city she thought liked her, whether the houses were good or not. Promoting herself with producers. I tell you, friend, it's cleaned out everything she had left.
3: A great business manager you must be. What, Montague... Hmm. It is not hand, so
5: you nor still don't
4: foot, nor arm, nor
3: face, <laughs> nor
5: any other
4: sucker, heart belonging yeah. to a man. Yeah, soft-hearted oh, but it's there. What can't you hear it? In that old
5: record?
4: She makes me cry. So sure I love her. She tears people apart. She's, she's off in that Romeo world of her own. She can't help it. He you think she gives two pins I for know. what happens to her? Well, am I supposed to be a watchdog forever? I can't order her around. Nobody can. Nobody ever could. Oh, why don't you get smart and go home?
1: Brooksy, I'm just beginning to realize what this is all about. We don't...
3: George, that was a shot. Oh, George, no. It's Flora.
1: Dead, Brooksy. She's dead. Oh, brother, see it all backwards until it's too late. Get a client you can't understand and then let her be killed.
3: It must have been her own gun that was used. It's gone.
1: She was scared to death. She really was frightened, Brooksy, sick and upset. Oh,
3: George, stop it. If she wanted protection, she would have hey, said something. Hey,
4: hey, what happened? You hear that?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I hear it, Jake. Car starting. A car starting. Get out of the way. Well, thanks. You didn't run over me. All right, Betty, get out. Stay where you are. Come on, come on. Stand
3: still, I said. I've got a gun. I know you
1: have. Miss Stewart's.
3: Get away from me. Don't touch me. I killed her. Betty. Yes, I killed her. So now what are you going to do, Betty?
1: Suppose you just take it easy. She wouldn't let
3: him go, and I killed her. He loved her and hated her for 18 years, and I killed her. I loved her,
1: too. You know, I'm getting a little sick of all the emotions being spilled in this house. Just because you lived with an actress doesn't mean you have to imitate her. I killed her.
3: her, don't you understand? You come one step closer, I'll kill myself. I...
1: Yeah. Uh. Yeah, look who's coming, Betty. The boyfriend himself.
3: It's all the
6: excitement. I was sound asleep.
3: Betty says she killed your wife.
1: What? Flora? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Little Betty here managed to wrestle her gun away. Can you imagine? And then with one shot, she... All right, sister, give me that gun. <laughs> <laughs> That's better. You don't have to pretend. You don't have to cover for him.
6: Betty. Betty, what in heaven's name? Hold it, friend. (laughs) Hold it. All
1: right, now, Jake, tell me something. Did Flora carry life insurance?
4: Huh? Yes. Yes, as a matter of fact, quite a bit. Took it out just recently. It was the only way I could get it to save. Why?
1: Because after we heard the shot, Betty, it took us a little time to find out where it came from. But you were upstairs already. What did you do, run in there, see the body, see a gun, and think Kenneth had actually killed her? Yes. With me in the house and Jake? Didn't you notice the cotton wadding, the cleaning fluid, the gun oil? That's right, George. Yeah. If I found a setup like that, I'd be more inclined to think her death was an accident. All right, now come on inside. We're going to phone back to New York. Okay, thanks, Operator. Keep on trying to locate that party in New York, will you? All right, I know it's awful sudden. I know you all loved her a lot, no matter how you talk. She really tore people apart, didn't she?
3: But an accident right in the middle of all that blackmail business. Oh, George, no. It's too convenient.
1: Yes, Valentine, if you don't explain I'm what... I'm just guessing, Jake, adding two and two. In the first place, that blackmail thing. She put that up herself. Oh, well, I guess... she must have. Look at the records that were so carefully broken. Alice Adams, the part of an adolescent girl, just recorded this year on tour. She might have been able to play that part well 30 years ago. And then Blue Swan, a flop that lasted two weeks. And then this last one, a turkey, you said, don't you see? All her recent performances, all her bad performances. She broke the records herself to get rid of
3: them. But why would she call you?
1: Well, she wanted me here because it was all phony. It was all an act. And she made a big point of having me see her cleaning a gun, handling it clumsily.
3: She wanted us for witnesses. Wanted us to testify she died accidentally. That's
1: right, Brooksy. And I don't think I need to kick myself. She would have done it anyway. Yeah, the big, selfish actress. So self-centered. But she knew she wrecked lives. And the rest of it wasn't an act. She was frightened, all right. But she had to keep on being a star. She
3: was sick. The doctor said she'd have to give up the stage. It was her whole life. She had to keep working.
1: Feeble, flat gesture, wasn't it? But maybe she figured it was the least she could do for all of you. Yeah, that's right. Make a death look like it was an accident. So the insurance companies wouldn't refuse to pay off on suicide. Oh, suicide. no. She went on tour to play all the parts she used to like. Burning the candle at both ends for the last big try. Financing herself, the great actress. But I noticed her biggest successes were in the past. She still was great, Sonny. You sure about that? Come on. There's my call? Hello?
2: Hello, Miss Stewart there.
1: Uh, who is this, please? I know all about Miss Stewart. At least I think I do.
2: Well, tell her it's James Sharon.
1: Uh, James Sharon? The producer. Give me that phone. Hold it,
2: Wait a minute. How about you taking a message? Maybe it'll be easier that
6: way.
1: Well, nothing is easy, friend, but go ahead.
6: Well, look, uh, uh, tell her I love her. I love her, and I'm a heel. She's been haunting me
1: for years to put her in something big, but I can't anymore. I wrote her I could get her a small pot and would uh, phone her for an answer. (laughs) For a slap in the face. She knows the truth as well as I do. What does she want to make me suffer for? I love her. Why don't you say it straight, Mr. Sharon? Uh,
2: Candles all burned out, my friend. The ingenue's
6: finished. She's through.
2: Back to the conclusion of our Let George Do It adventure in just a moment.
3: She had to quit the stage. Maybe she could have even done that. The stage had already quit her didn't have any life outside Steve.
1: That's right, Brooks. She'd been slipping for years, and she must have known it, too. That last disastrous tour was the payoff. Yeah,
3: well, they all knew it. she never admit it to anyone.
1: Yeah, particularly Jake in there. Wagon hitched to a burned-out star.
3: Flora yeah. wasn't all selfish, George. Trying to pull a third-act curtain like that. It hadn't been for Betty interfering. The she accidental
1: have... death stunt might have gone through. That insurance idea to help the people she'd hurt, clumsy as it was, might have worked.
3: George, it doesn't make any difference. They don't care about the money. Don't blame yourself for having to expose them. Yeah, I
1: know. Jake's still in there beating himself. <laughs> she really had these people tired of her nuts, didn't she?
3: Helen speaks, but not her heart. Leopatra's
5: majesty, Atlanta's better heart. Sad, Lucretia's modesty. Thus, How do you, you explain hearts, a woman like her, Helen George? He I don't know, I
1: Maybe you don't.
5: To have the touch Listen. Pride.
3: Heaven would, the genie's gift should have, and I to live and die her slave.
2: <laughs> you have just heard and hope to die. Another Let George Do It adventure. Robert Bailey was starred as George Valentine, with Virginia Gregg as Brooksy. David Victor and Jackson Gillis wrote the story with music by Eddie Dunstetter. Now this is yours truly, inviting you to another visit with Valentine, when you will again hear what happens when you let George do it.